0: Hey Nick.
1: Yo, what's going on, Mike? How you doing, man? What's happening? Not too much. Not too much. Can you hear, uh, can you sorry, hear me? Okay. I can, uh, yeah, I can hear you. How about awesome. how about me?
0: Oh, well, good. Perfect. So, dude, yeah, man, you're you're, you're your back. Yeah, man. I was just gonna say, I'm I'm looking forward to finally connecting. Um, so you're back in the states.
1: No, no, not yet. I'm um, okay. currently in Colombia right now um, awesome. yeah so just got here uh, I think about a week ago a week ago today actually uh, so currently in Cali, Columbia um, we'll be here till about Wednesday Thursday and then um, head to the next spot in Columbia and we'll be here in for probably two, three months or so wow, uh, nice. maybe pop up maybe pop up in the panama or something um then return home I don't have anything booked uh back to the states yet um but I'll probably coming, be you're coming
0: from argentina april
1: uh so I was originally in Argentina. was in argentina for two months and then did uh bolivia for just under a month um then did peru for like weeks but uh peru uh has some uh you know civil unrest and stuff going on right
0: now and so uh was just kind of stuck in the so you, northern coast. So you've been you've been gone since when then so since kind of like mid last year, right?
1: Uh yeah I left at the end of August. So it's uh okay. been about five months, a little over five months now, five and a half months. And we'll be around seven, seven and a half by the time I, I get back, which is crazy to think just like dude, that's been that's, outside of us longer than i have yeah that's it's crazy, crazy.
0: so now um for for people listening i i met nick on twitter uh just from delving into different or similar niches that we have um, the health and wellness community um you, you work as a health coach now correct
1: correct yes
0: um so now what did you do before that because I I saw you uh, share your story a few times and I know that you were in the corporate world, but um, I wasn't sure what kind of career you had. And then um, quickly share how you made that transition from the corporate world to what you're doing now, because I have a ton of uh, questions for you, especially around health um, and travel, because me being an educator, I, in my opinion, I think that traveling is the best form of education and learning and I'm sure that you have a ton to share on that. So first, uh, just explain or or share, you know, how you went from the corporate world and what that transition was like to now working as a health coach online.
1: Yeah, so I worked for Volkswagen uh, Group of America uh, for six years. Uh, it was my first company outside of college um, and kind of worked my way up through the Corporal, uh, got promoted a couple times over those six years and in, in 2020, um, was kind of the moment I was like, man, I don't know this. I'm not happy. Like if I wake up in 10 years and I'm still doing this, I'm going to be miserable and like hate that I let myself do this. And so 2020, you know, started consciously taking actions towards, um, um, trying to get out of the corporate world. And I say consciously, cause I think subconsciously, I knew it from the moment I started right. uh, working in the corporate world. Uh, cause as soon as I started that job, I started trying to make money online. Uh, whether it was from like flipping things. Uh, I did Amazon FBA for a little bit. I did uh, try to do social media marketing for a little bit. So like throughout the six years, I've always been trying to make money online um, and just have that personal freedom and not be in the corporate world. But then twenty. 20- 20 is really when it like hit me like a ton of bricks. And I was like, all right, I got to figure something out here. Um, So in 2020, I was still trying a bunch of different things. Um, I try, you know, I got into crypto a lot, uh, got pretty big into crypto. Then also like even looked into like uh, AR, VR type of stuff. Okay. And was still just like trying a bunch of different things. And, but at the root of everything, you know, it's always been health and fitness for me uh being an athlete my entire life um being active working out has always been something that i've loved doing and then also i've also had my struggles with nutrition and exercise as well where um i always didn't have a great relationship for it or with it and so you know between having that love of just working out being active being healthy then going through those struggles working through them um I finally landed on health and fitness as something that I've always wanted to do or that I wanted to do in probably mid 2021. Um, cause I never, I never did in the first place it was cause right. I was like, Oh, I could never make money, like good money doing that. You know, you see like PTs making 25 bucks an hour or whatever it is right. uh, in person. And you're just like, Oh, I don't want to like do, do that. But then, you know, got into the same Twitter sphere and, you know, see some of the guys that are doing really well, making good money. Like, Oh, well, you know, if they can do it, then why can't I? Um, and so that's when I decided on health and fitness. And so went and got some nutrition certifications from Precision Nutrition and another um, nutrition certification company um, as well. Just, to, you know, have some.
0: Right. Some backing.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and then in the beginning of 2022, I hired Zach Hummel to uh, help me build my business. Business. and so I went out to Indy with him the basically the first day of January 2022, January cool. uh, 2nd I think and was with him for a couple days and spent the month of January kind of like building out my program because I went with went to him with nothing and um, literally today is marks the one year anniversary of working with my first client.
0: Wow uh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah so it was a cool day uh, you know that client uh you know like i said still i still work with him um he's an awesome client and it goes to show just like how far much or how much can change in a year um so yeah i was still working my corporate job for six months from you know january from when i started with zach till june and in june is when i felt comfortable enough to say i'm gonna do this full time nice um you know nowhere in year you know replacing my current salary or my old salary or anything like that but part of the realization of like wanting to get out of the corporate world was, was partly just like what am I doing this for everything I was doing was just to make as much money as possible right. um, and pretty much every decision I made in my life up to like mid-2020 how is this going to make me more money yes then I will do that and I came to the realization like why am I chasing this more money I'd rather have my freedom and right. so you know that was the trade-off and um, so mid-June quit and decided to, or started to do this full-time and it's been a blast ever since and I've basically been traveling ever since and traveling has been something that I've wanted to do since my first international travel back in 2017 I um, was just never able to make it work for you know I had 12 days Sched- schedule vacation. wise yeah <laughs> yeah and so just like you know between some family stuff and uh other like snowboarding trips golf trips whatever i would have like i don't know 5 6 days vacation that i could like maybe do an extended trip um and so it's all come back to personal freedom for me and to be able to have these experiences over the past uh you know 5 months here in south america in july i was in greece for a couple weeks um as well and so it's been an incredible year. And again, just goes to show
0: how much can change in a year's time. Dude, that is so cool. Um, truly inspirational. And I'm sure a bunch of people that will be listening will also be inspired by that because ultimately, I think we all want our freedom, right? Like even if you can find freedom within your nine to five and you know, you're know you not a digital nomad, you still want your freedom essentially. Um, so, and I, I think people can relate to the fact that early on in their career path money is the driver right uh I mean some people are lucky enough to find a passion early on and to be really clear on that but when we're thinking about what we should do money was also my uh motivator too in college I didn't know what I wanted to major in I don't think I picked my major until my junior year but I think before then I was taking prerequisites for a business to, to be a business major, just because I assumed that that's where I would make the most money. Um, and then I eventually majored in psychology, but that was my thought process too. I just needed to do something to figure out how to make money. So, what do you think? In in your opinion, what do you think that is? Do you think it's just the overall societal conditioning that just forces us to think that way? There is some truth to it, right? Like we need to make money, but do you think it's, it's just how we were conditioned in general? And then eventually we're forced to, I guess, come to truth ourselves.
1: Yeah. I think it all just stems from the want of safety and certainty right. in, in our lives where, you know, with a high paying job and good benefits and healthcare and 401k, you know, that's all safety. That's what, most people strive for um and then just the aspect of keeping up with the joneses um just you know i see other people with nice stuff i want that nice stuff too right um and so you know i think from a young age unless your parents and people around you kind of explicitly like try and teach you that you know there's more to life than money and Um, you shouldn't always just strive to make as much as possible. Um, you're kind of just programmed down that path, um, from everything you see on TV and, um, just in society in general. um, What what was, what was
0: your, what was your breaking point? Like, what was your point that really pushed you to say, I got to do this? So.
1: Like I said, it was 2020 where before 2020, I was just
0: like, yeah. Like, was it one singular moment, like where you felt that down and low to the point where you decided to go full on at this? Or like you said, was it something subconsciously and it eventually lingered?
1: Yeah, no. So it was definitely more of a a gradual process than like a hard, like there was no one moment where I was just like, damn, I need to change something here. Um, It was more of a gradual process um where like 20 before 2020 i was just constantly on the go um you know working five days you know obviously monday through friday then would use my time uh at night you know go to the gym and just right. i would never sit down and just like do nothing you know um then on the weekends would always go out with friends uh drink a lot uh so on and so forth where again i would just never like sit down and ask myself the tough questions of like who am i like am i being the person i want to be am i doing the things i want to do um am i happy and then in 2020 when everything shut down um it was a big
0: opportunity I, to to ask that stuff
1: absolutely and it forced me to really just sit there and you know in 2020 i started doing things like meditation and did some yoga and stuff like that where um to really just kind of calm the mind and avoid distractions as much as possible and through the that process of just finally sitting down and saying what is it that you want out of your life and like is this the path that you want to be on was finally the point that I was like no I'm not happy (laughs) you know I've been doing everything that I've done based off of not even what others expected of me um because my parents have always been super supportive and no matter what I've done. Um, and pretty much all my family and friends have been super supportive. But it's what I thought they affected mm. of me. So it wasn't even people pressuring me, it was myself pressuring myself to do these certain things, to make as much money as possible, to um, you know, have a nice car, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, to go down that path. And so coming to that realization was just like
0: you know well it's funny it's funny how that that uh that that space is is all that we need sometimes like that space to offer some stillness and then you get the opportunity to really think about that stuff and most often i mean i even still do it today i'll catch myself being being slightly or becoming slightly aware of something subconsciously and knowing that i need to sit down and and meditate on it or write about it or look at it head on and uh i'll i'll put it away to the side. I, I think that's so human. So, uh, so natural to do it, it. I think that's ultimately a survival mechanism um, for our ego, really. It's, it's, uh, it's trying to stay in the driver's seat. Um,
1: yeah. We don't want to face the hard truce. No, uh, it's hard. Our yeah. No, um, no,
0: no pun intended.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So now you, if you're right, I would, I would agree with you in that we're all looking for that security that the feeling of safety when we're going to sleep at night. So, what has that been like for you to let go of that and give that up? That's one of the more, I'm sure, difficult decisions you'll have to make, and it's one that not many people will ever make. And um, even when I had to make that decision last year uh, to leave teaching because of the COVID vaccine uh, mandate, um, I eventually got back into teaching, but. That was a um a crazy decision for a lot of people in my life um they, they thought I was out of my out of my mind, but in my mind, I was pretty clear on why I was making the decision. So I'm sure you were pretty clear when you were making your decision. What was the reaction like? What were you feeling internally? Um, did you what was that like letting go of that security? I'm just curious what was running through your head.
1: Yeah. So, uh, so thankfully, you know, in that sense, like I'm always, I've always been a pretty risk, risk on person. I don't mind taking risk. Um, Used to like gamble a good bit. Right. uh, Used to, you know, then like I said, I was in crypto for a while and and uh, button. Crypto will
0: definitely improve your risk appetite for (laughs) sure.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And especially like, Kind of where I went and crypto like I was I, don't know, I was part of the Luna <laughs> and so like at that point it's like all right whatever I' am really I can take on any risk at this yeah. point um but yeah so thankfully I've always been like a pretty okay with risk um and the other thing is that I've always believed in myself um but well, not always it, that is something that I've battled but over the past couple of years I've really built it build it back up build up that self-confidence that like you know i trust myself to make the decisions that i know that i can live up to um and like when it comes to being an entrepreneur and like having to kill what you eat um i deep down knew that would light a fire under me to have to work hard obviously and like put in the hours and obviously when it's something you enjoy doing, um, and something that you're passionate about, it's much easier. Um, you know, working the 10 to 12 hour days that you have to, at some points, you know, it's not necessary work because again, you're doing things, learning things of what you like to learn about anyway. And so, um, Having to do that was just a kind of next step that I find my evolution. Um, and again, just like I've always, since the time that I started working in the corporate world, always had the side business. Always, mm. and even before that, was like entrepreneurial growing up, trying to flip things, always trying to make money one way or another. Um, so I always had that like. You, you always had that itch.
0: And,
1: yeah, to be entrepreneurial and like test myself, and so whenever I really like sat down and thought about making the decision and when the decision was right, um, you know, I kind of thought along the lines of what type of stress do I want? Um, Do I want the stress of a corporate job that I got to have, you know, all these reports from my bosses and be X at X, Y time and, you know, make sure I need to do what I need to do for my corporate job um and everything that entails or do i want the stress of having to kill what i eat and putting it all on me um and i chose that i wanted the entrepreneurial stress um Mm. because you know again stress is something that we all have um something that's part of all of our lives so choosing which one you want and which one you think you will do best with because again stress is a good thing um when it's not in a good or when it's not over uh, abundant when you when you have too much of it but you know a good amount of stress uh, a little bit of stress gets you up in the morning gets you yeah. to go do what you have to do and so um so that was kind of where my like decision really landed which is like what type of stress do I want to put myself under and what do I feel that I'll be able to achieve the with um and then you know when it comes to like reactions from friends and family um they were all supportive uh and and that like that made everything a hundred times easier yeah for sure um i couldn't imagine you know going through it and being constantly questioned and saying you're crazy and things (laughs) like that people might have been saying that behind my back i don't know but like to my face they were all supportive and so (laughs) um you know again that's made that made like the jump easier uh again support from uh, the parents and my closest friends and people that I you know care about, um, and so uh, that
0: support really helped make it much easier. That, that, that support system is huge, and I'm I'm realizing that support systems like that, or even just one person to act as your support system, in any and all things, is is vital for our progress. I'm seeing that even when I work as a teacher with my students the students that perform the best are not the most talented or the most gifted kids. They're the kids that have a support system at home um, and they mm-hmm. have someone that's, you know, helping push them from behind and guide them. So I, I completely agree with that. I think support system is, is huge. So yeah. You, I, think uh,
1: uh, I think it's the, I think exactly. it's the, I feel exactly. It's you want to go fast, go alone. Or if you want to go yes. far, go together, yes. uh, you know, couldn't be
0: more true. Couldn't um, be so more true.
1: Yeah, you'll go so much further uh with people on your team.
0: So now how did I you I love that you mentioned your uh that that you were always risk on. Um I can't really talk about that stuff with many people. They don't even think about risk if they've never been involved in I don't know, investing or anything like that. They'll they'll never even hear that term in their entire lifetime. I since I got into bitcoin and investing i started investing in i don't know like 2015 and then i got into bitcoin in 2017 Um, i got destroyed in the first bear market that i was in in 2018 2019 um so that taught me everything that i needed to know about risk and the risk i was taking because all my skin was in the game and i got scalped but uh it was it was it was for the better i i i tested my conviction i continue to learn I continue to debate and converse and and grow and and that's how I understood the lack of risk that I was taking for my entire life leading up to that point so now how do you even make sense of your risk appetite when did you start to even recognize that was it through investing was it through your career was it through like college is that something that I think people can, apply to their lives, even if they're not in finance, because we're taking risks every single day. Like, you know, if you're asking someone out on a date, you're taking a risk. If you're asking your boss for a, a, a pay increase, you're taking on a risk. If you're calling a client or, you know, on a discovery call, you're taking a risk. Like there, every choice we make, there's a risk associated. So how did you start to develop the awareness around your risk appetite? Because everything you're doing, is, is, uh, is involving that. And especially you're doing it at a high level and unemotional, it seems like, which is ideal. So how did you start to develop that? Where did you become aware of it?
1: Yeah, I think the first time I really became aware of risk and, you know, again, my appetite for it is maybe 20, 18, 2019, again, like in college, although it's just like gambling and stuff like that um and that was like when i had no money so already so like if i was losing then um you know big problems there (laughs) um and so like I always again just kind of had that like intuitive just like yeah i'm willing to take risks because i understand that with risk you get potential reward for it right um and so along the lines of just gambling and other just kind of things like that um I always knew I was just more risk on than probably the average person I was more willing to accept more risk um and then it came like I said more aware in 2018 2019 I forget exactly what years when I started reading some of uh Nassim Taleb's books mm. um, yes and I know he's not big in the the Bitcoin world now, but <laughs> well, he
0: used to be. He used to be big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but his his
0: his stuff is great. He's one of those guys that I have to separate the art from the artist.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because his his stuff absolutely. is great. Yeah, yeah. I was fooled by randomness was a big one, and can't think of the name of the other. But there's two books I read by Nassim Taleb, and really, was it Black
0: Swan was Black Swan one. Black Um, Swan.
1: Yes. That was the other one. Yeah. And so those were the two that just kind of really like opened my eyes to what risk is. And again, the idea that just like everything is risk and that we don't necessarily account for risk. uh, Um, almost,
0: Almost majority of people that I know don't really account for risk and, and they're making their decisions based on just simply, how they've reacted or what they feel in that moment. And uh, when, when you then look at the decisions that you've made at least over the last six months to 12 months, if you got emotional about those decisions, you wouldn't be where you are today. Right. Um, If I had to take yeah. a
1: guess. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the, again, like the safe play is to keep the corporate job, keep uh, just doing what I was doing. Um, the safe play is to, stay in the U S not. Yeah. Right. No, seriously. Yeah. Through South America. Um, and so it's about, again, just like understanding yourself and what risk risk you're willing to put up with. Um, and thinking about it in a logical ish way, you know, we're not very logical. Do you think it's, do you think it's
0: like not, not attaching to the result? like not attaching to that reward, like realizing that there's a true chance that you could fail. Like, like, did you, did you think through that too? I even was talking about this with a coworker recently. We were talking about, is it better to have so much belief in yourself where you're almost delusional or is it better to be extremely realistic with the true possibility of failure and then work up from there?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, and I've definitely thought about the potential of failure. Um, the way I kind of think about it is the idea of just regrets, uh, yeah. where like, am I going to regret not taking the chance and playing it safe more, or am I going to regret taking the chance and potentially failing? And honestly, a couple years ago, four or five years ago, um, I used to be terrified of failure. Um, and yeah. that's probably what kept me what I was doing for so long. Um, you know, I did, like I said, I had those side hustles and all of them did fail, but I was never willing to really put my neck out on them and like fail in a big way, which I think is important actually though, that like finding something that you are willing to try. And if you do fail, it's not a big failure, right? Uh, you know, you look for that asymmetric risk where you fail, you fail small, but if you win, you win big. Um, you know, early Bitcoin being a uh, right. you know, good example of that, and um, you know, but just like in your life in any capacity, there's that same. Asymmetric there's asymmetric
0: risk. risk every, I mean, payoff everywhere, yeah.
1: Opportunities everywhere, and so it's finding those things that you're willing to take those small smallish risk at the time that could potentially pay off big in the long run and so um the way i kind of thought about like again making this jump uh, and quitting the job i was like what's the worst that could happen uh i fail and i have to maybe go back to wow. volkswagen or a different corporate job like there's always going to be more jobs out there um so it was about what regret am I going to have? And the regret was overwhelmingly that if I don't take this not opportunity, not taking it, yeah, that I again look ten years down the road and just be like, man, I blew that. You know, right? That idea.
0: Yeah. So, so reflecting on the possibility of failure is is key, especially in in what you're talking about. So, so since you've been traveling, what's the or what are some of the greatest lessons that you've learned? whether it be about yourself, about others, about the world?
1: Yeah, so for myself, uh, I don't know if it's necessarily a lesson that I've learned, but it, it's more of just like more of understanding myself, uh, you know, traveling alone for five months now in different countries. And whenever I first came down here, was I didn't speak any Spanish. And still, like, Spanish is not very good um you know i can get by for the most part now but i realized just how much more open and uh approachable uh most people are and that like i'm a better people person than i originally thought i was um you know before i i hate to call it, use the word introverted because i don't think i was ever really introverted but I was never the guy to like go up and make friends with everybody at a party or anything like that, or go talk to strangers or things like that. Um, But traveling alone, you have to, you know, you're by yourself. If you (laughs) want to talk to anybody, uh, they're going to be strangers. And so um, I've learned that uh, about myself that just like, I do enjoy that much more. I'm able to um, go talk to, and connect with people. Yeah. And so that was like, a big uh not necessarily big revelation i guess but like a freeing revelation that like i don't have to be nervous to like go up and talk yeah. to anybody and where before like again i would usually need five six beers before i go up to <laughs> talk to somebody uh, at a party or something like that where now Dude, that's like, uh
0: that, that that that's awesome because i mean you're you're talking about liberating yourself right and and like you're you're liberating yourself through challenge and through adversity through stress through taking on risk yeah and typically by default people would assume that you become liberated through safety through comfort and and i think there's just that massive disconnect between no like when when did anyone ever tell you that you're supposed to be comfortable yeah i I don't i don't know It's a lot of people just are are fixing that mindset, but everything that you're saying and everything from my experiences is, is that too. Um
1: yeah, it's the paradox of of certainty, where like you said, certainty you think creates freedom, but certainty locks you into this rigid structure of lack of freedom where like you know what you're gonna get, but that's mm. what you're gonna get. You don't there's nothing else you're gonna get from it. So it's the uncertainty where you really gain freedom. And are able to experience things that you never would have thought possible, um, and really open yourself to see who you are, what you're capable of. Um, so the more that you can lean into uncertainty, the more free you're going to feel, the more opportunities mm-hmm. you're going to have, and like the more you're going to grow um, in the long do run. Do you
0: do you apply that mindset, or do you think that mindset applies to the 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 health coaching clients that you're working with too? Because I even think about, so even in my health journey, I lost 80 pounds and I was able to keep it off since then. But before that, I probably lost 20 pounds a handful of times and just gained it back. And I I think it was me not leaning into that uncertainty of feeling comfortable, right? Like, uh, like, Like when I was heavier, I always wanted to be comfortable. I did things to feel that short-term comfort. Um, so I'm, I'm curious, like, do you, do you think that same mindset applies to people that are trying to make even health changes or stuff like that with their lives? Like, you know, leaning into that uncomfort leaning into that, uh, you know, risk of being like, is there, is there a risk of being uncomfortable? I think that's what a lot of us are trying to avoid. That's something I think about all the time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think so. I think that idea of, uncertainty and, and risk really applies anywhere, uh, across your life. Um, you know, in the health, uh, kind of sphere is like, you know, the certainty of, you know, even simple things like, I know I'm going to enjoy this meal, right. right because it's right. food that I like, um, versus trying something new, trying that, something new that, right. That might be healthier, uh, might be better for you to provide X and Y benefits. um, so it's all about getting out of your comfort zone. Um, you know, I like walking. I like running on the treadmill, but I'm not going to strength train because I'm uncertain. I don't know what (sighs) to do. Um, so you can even like these little simple ways, um, it all all comes down to uncertainty because the reason that we don't do most things is because we're potentially scared of what. Of not knowing what it is um, and it being uncomfortable. Right. Um, and so it's breaking out of that comfort zone and saying, this is going to be uncomfortable for X amount of time and being okay with that. Um, being afraid to look dumb, um, being afraid or not being afraid to look dumb, not being afraid to do things that you otherwise might not have done um because if you want to go where you've never been before you got to do things that you've never done
0: um, have you have you experienced uh a moment or a situation since you've been traveling like where you felt like you meet like like you met your edge or like where you're pushing your edge
1: uh yeah so definitely like the craziest thing like i've ever done in my life now at this point was um in bolivia we were climbing a uh climbing a mountain and it was just like Legit, like mountaineering, you have your ice picks and crampons and never done anything like that. Um, And summiting to 6,088 meters. Wow. uh, So right under 20,000 feet. And I just kind of signed up for it on a whim. I didn't know too much about the actual hike or trail or anything. Um, But, you know, you get there the first day and, and first day you're just acclimatizing um and making your way up to like second base camp at 5,200 meters and so wow. this, the final day final day climb is uh 5,200 meters up to 6,000 so 800 meters and you start at uh like 11 o'clock at night and you hike through the night wow and what i did <laughs> didn't know is that like at parts you're literally holding on to the side of the mountain shimmying across a rock ledge that's maybe about Fuck six that. inches wide you're, we're jumping over you know like crevices that just drop down into hell oh. i guess of nowhere and then you know you're we're climbing wasn't 90 degree walls maybe like a 80 80 degree like just sheer ice wall now you're just ice picking through and the whole time you know we're not roped into anything we're roped to another person uh, to our guide and so and so it's just like if i fall like this guy's not stopping me Uh, and so like he's not holding on and so that is by far the craziest thing i've ever done and like i'm not a big fan or i can confidently say now like heights don't bother me at all yeah after that yeah i used to be like terrified of heights um and it's just like pushing yourself little by little and like putting yourselves in a situation where like, there's no turning back. There's like, no
0: turning. Yeah. I was going to say once you signed up and then you started to recognize what path you're on, there's no turning back. At least when you're on that, uh, what day one on the base camp. Yeah. At, at that point, there's no turning back.
1: Yeah. You're just, you're, you're in it. And it's like, all right, I gotta <laughs> just go through, you know, I gotta do what I need to to do to survive this thing
0: and i just got the heebie-jeebies even thinking about (laughs) looking down from that that hike
1: (laughs) oh it it was crazy and you know then like the thing is obviously you got to come back down um what i love about hiking um in general and but it's just like and it's just like you do a lot of the hard work to get to the uh summit and you enjoy the summit for i think we were there for seven minutes Wow, uh, because every minute after that increases the risk of avalanche with the sun coming up and the snow getting wow uh, wetter and more loose. And so yeah, we were up there for maybe seven minutes, saw the sunrise. It was beautiful. Um, but you know, on your way down, you gotta do the same thing. You know, <sighs> you know, you're shimmying against the walls again. Um, you know, now, but now you have that little bit of confidence. Like, oh, I, made, I already did, I did this once. Yeah, I did it once, right. and so I can do it. Do it again. Um, and going down is just like, not I want to say no problem, but again, that confidence is there, and so taking that first step into uncertainty, into that risk, and conquering it makes that next journey easier, that next right? Step easier, yeah. So,
0: so, and and you just made me think about this now. So, should we then going forward or looking forward in our lives, should we reflect more on those moments and remember? how we felt before and then remember how we felt coming down the mountain for the next mountain that we climb. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like to remember how confident we were after the summit.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's all about um, just recognizing where you're at in your mind. Again, I think you're well aware and understandably that like everything is just a mind game in in the world. You know, if you're able to think better, Better, you're going to be right. Uh, much better off. And so, what, what
0: were what were some of the things that you were telling yourself as you were catching yourself get emotional? Like, if we're talking about risk and we're talking about making unemotional decisions to put ourselves in the best position to get the reward that we're seeking, what were some of the things that were coming up emotionally for you? And then, how did you deal with that? Because that's a very real life uh, risk. Associated yeah. decision.
1: Yeah. So uh so like for something of like the crazier things that we were doing, um, definitely that fear was there, like before we had to like climb the the wall, which was like fifty meters high, but but like before that you had to climb like a ten meter high part, but it was like crazy. But this one was like straight ninety <laughs> degrees and like you have to like axe into the wall and then like there was a bunch of different steps and Again, if you, like, fell, fell like there was a crevice right underneath it that you're, like, falling into the middle of the earth. And so it's just, like, yeah, that fear is there. It is real. But it is reminding yourself that, like, one, that you signed up for, that, like, and if you believe in yourself and you're confident in yourself that, you know, hopefully you never sign up for anything that you don't think you can accomplish. right? Um, And two, it was that... You know, there were kids there, and you know, again, having that community of people, seeing other people there doing the same thing, gives you that system. sense of confidence. Yeah, it's like, all right, I'm not in this alone. Um, I got other people here with me doing the same thing, so at least I know I'm not crazy. Um, <laughs> in some sense,
0: I, I thought the same thing when I when I went. My my wife went. She was my girlfriend at the time when I was 23. Uh, yeah. So, oh my God. Yeah. So it'll be almost 10 years ago. Um, for my 23rd birthday, she got me a skydiving ticket and Mm. she, she didn't want to go herself. She was too afraid, but she was able to convince one of my friends to come with me. And I didn't know that we were going, I was playing a soccer game and she picked me up and she just said, you know, get a pair of change of clothes. We're driving, we drive by, uh, a horse wrench and i'm thinking that we're going horseback riding i'm getting excited i'm like all right i've never done that before it seems cool and we pass the horse wrench and then we make a left into the skydiving facility and i just start to sink back into my seat and i'm like oh fuck I'm like <laughs> i've said that i've always wanted to do this but i wasn't prepared for this and then yeah. uh she starts laughing i eventually walk in and i see my friend there and i said okay i'm like all right if he's if he's gonna do this with me i, I think Like, you know, I can't bitch out now. I have to, I have to do it. And then we're in the plane and they're going over the instructions and the same thing. I I was just looking around and I'm seeing the other people on the plane with me equally as nervous, getting prepared to jump off. And I said to myself, okay, if these sick fucks are jumping off the plane, it's, it's like, you know, why am I making it like it's worse for me? Like they're all in the same circumstance with me we just gotta, I just have to jump. I just have to eat it and just jump. And, and that was it. Me, me realizing that I was in this with other people, that community, that support system, even if they weren't thinking that themselves, um, made all the, all the difference in that moment. So I could, I could totally relate to that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, just like knowing you're not in alone and then also just thinking about like, so for my climb they do like every day they do a climb um and so like there was a group ahead of us the, doing it the day before right and like six out of the seven goal, made it to the summit so it's like all right if those six people can make it i think i'm just as right. fit if i fitter than those six people more capable um so again it's just like understanding that like anything that you want to do or are attempting to do chance somebody has already done that right um just that i thought alone i think is very comforting that like okay what i'm doing here climbing this mountain is pretty crazy jumping out of a plane pretty crazy um but other people have done it right they've survived and if they can do it again i put myself in that same category as anybody else Um, there's nothing special about those people. And so if they can do it, then I can suffer through and overcome my fear and do the same thing.
0: That's the, that's the theme, man. That's, that's the, that's the running theme. As soon as my skydiving, uh, the, the guy that I was tandem with, he pulled the cord, the parachute rips open, and then it's just complete silence and i think my first words were something like holy shit and then he said welcome to my office
1: i was like oh, that's the yeah.
0: coolest thing ever i'm like that's so cool yeah i said how many times have you done this today he's like this is he's like you're my 15th I'm like, wow i'm like you 15. jumped 15 times from fourteen thousand and a half and a half feet today and he's like yeah man he's like i love this he's like i live for this i'm like i could tell yeah but yeah you're right it's nuts. yes
1: insane yeah and something and i also did uh i don't know what you'd necessarily call it uh because it wasn't bungee jumping but um jumped off a bridge in ecuador sick um and just like like, again it wasn't a bungee jump it like turned into like a swing or like swinging underneath again just like terrifying you're standing at the top of the bridge like some dude just like (laughs) holding on to you and you're you know it's I don't know, I paid like 12 bucks for it in Ecuador. Oh. It was like, hopefully these guys know what they're doing. But uh, mm. again, somebody was with me. And thankfully, we did rock, paper, scissors. And he lost, so he had to go first. <laughs> so, so you know, he did it. Survived. It so I was like, all right. You know, just a little sense of peace, sense of calm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, still have it up there. But um, it's like, all right, he survived, so. Time to step up and jump.
0: So are, are you planning on taking this this mindset with you home? I mean, obviously, right?
1: Oh, certainly. So now yeah, how
0: do you, do you think about how you're going to keep that sense of not, not like um, uncertainty because like obviously you want some certainty in your life, but like, you know, have you thought about how you're going to, I guess, keep that adventure kind of vibe going?
1: Yeah. So it's something I've been, I've been thinking a lot about um and you know honestly haven't made a or haven't like figured it out entirely um but honestly yeah, at the same time like whenever i come back to space like i don't have a like house to stay in or i don't have right. a place. Like, even on that level like
0: there's some uncertainty and i like, I like, like yeah there, there's some uncertainty there yeah
1: yeah and we'll of course figure that out and like we'll have some friends that i can crash with um uh, my parents if I need to and can get an Airbnb, whatever. Uh, so we'll figure that out, but I still don't know what my long-term plan is. Um, like ideally I would like to go still travel your, or Asia at some point, um, whether it's this year or next year. Um, so, you know, just from the standpoint of continuing and just like try new experiences, see new places. Uh, I think like you said that, travel truly is the best education. Um, you can read about um, a place, a culture, and, you know, that's really anything. You can read about anything, but you really don't truly gain the knowledge like you ex- get it from experiencing it. Um, and, you know, that's the same thing with investing or, or health or anything. You can read about as much time or business. You can read about as much as you want, but like, until you step in the ring, yeah.
0: Oh, there he is. Yep.
1: All right, That's now I got gotcha.
0: you. Cool. Yeah.
1: Sorry about that. No problem. Thrills on my end. Um. But where was I? Uh, just new experiences. Um, you know, if you want to grow, you want to learn new experiences. I think it was Joe Dispenza talks about literally changes the way your brain circuits fire. Um.
0: And that's, that's huge new. when you're traveling because you're constantly seeing new streets, new colors, new sights, new sounds, new smells, tastes, everything. Constant new. Yeah,
1: literally everything is new. Yeah, everything is new. Um, and so you can't walk away from new experiences thinking differently. Um, specifically, you know, especially travel. Um, like you said, it's just a constant bombardment of new and so it just actually changes the way your brain circuits fire and so um but even if you can't travel to a new country like i'm sure there's a part of your town that you haven't been to or part of your city that you haven't been to uh an experience that you haven't done um a restaurant that you haven't been to even things like that just like the more new you, you can do um the better um, That's a good point. The more you're going to grow, the better you're going to think, um, the more open you're going to be um, to more new experiences. And so, so it's just
0: a. So, so what has it been like for you to now have the new experience of working online as you're also traveling? How's that been?
1: Yeah, so it's been uh, a constant just like shift uh, of how I'm trying to stay on top of everything um, because my, the first kind of couple months, two months were, I would say pretty easy where uh, my first month I was in Buenos Aires for a full month. Um, So I was able to get into a nice routine and like, wasn't much change or too much um, or, you know, it was always just like dedicated time to work. Um, Second month I was traveling a little bit more, um but still like two weeks here a week here a week here uh so still like enough time to like i'm gonna be here um i I can kind of like spread out seeing new things but also getting enough work in um so the first two months weren't too bad um but the last three have definitely been trickier um you know so the next month my third month i was traveling through patagonia and so Every day I was out hiking for six hours or so, uh, six, eight hours for pretty much every day. Um, So for that, I basically just preloaded a bunch of content, uh, basically a whole month's worth of content ready to go that I just basically had to hit send um, on a lot of things. Um, And then after that third month, now i've been traveling uh still a good bit that you know i'm been pretty much a new place every 4 or 5 days uh or so um and so it's about finding kind of those non-negotiables of what you're going to do each day of uh, whatever it is um of just like a couple tweets you know for me as a right. uh, coach you need to put out social media content a couple of tweets doing a video on instagram tiktok blah blah blah. so it's just like what are these basic non-negotiables that like if i don't do anything else for the day like i can still consider that a win um and i kind of take that approach to pretty much everything in life is like what are my basic non-negotiables of what i'm going to do each day um and if i don't do anything else that, that i want to accomplish that day i can still say that i'll a positive day because i hit these non-negotiables so other thinking of like health stuff uh you know ten thousand steps a gallon of water like super simple stuff that like no matter what goes on like you should be able to hit that
0: that creates Um, that consistency within the potential inconsistency of your schedule and location right that that's is that that's like really what that's doing
1: yeah so it's thinking about no matter what your situation is there's always a few things that you can do like that are, again, like you said, independent of your location of what's going on. They're basic enough that you can get done. And so it's figuring out what those are um, and having the discipline to do them because, you know, so then the you need to have the discipline to do it. And so then being OK with the fact that not every day is going to be the best day uh, right. work wise um so but then when you have those days where you're not doing as much like today i didn't really do too much other than work you know i probably worked for five six hours um that was able to do more than those basics um but then let's say on thursday of this week i'll be traveling uh for probably four or five hours during the day and then we'll get to a new place um and so we'll probably explore the town, uh, as well. And so I'll probably only get those bare minimum.
0: Right. So, so now, uh, so now another issue that people have while they're traveling that you're probably experiencing is eating, eating well or eating or, you know, keeping a consistent, healthy lifestyle. And, um, I, I see you share content about that all the time. Is that something that you're learning to do especially even more now that you're in a different country and a different part of the world, or is that something that you had down pat before you left? Um, Like what are some of the challenges that you're experiencing and, and what are some insights that you have from that?
1: Yeah, no, this is definitely, definitely a a new challenge that I've had to kind of work through, um, through myself. Um, Again, whenever I was in Buenos Aires was, Easy I was there for a month. That was in my own Airbnb. So I had the kitchen, blah, blah, right. blah. It was easy to cook for myself. But then when you're on the go more, you're on and traveling, uh, definitely more difficult. And so, again, it's back to those kind of basics. What, what can I do um, that if I don't do anything else that I really want to do health wise, uh, like, I could still consider it a win? And again, for like, again, steps, um, I think the easiest thing most that Literally everybody you can do is like if you're on traveling, if you're on vacation, literally just walk everywhere. Like yeah. unless it's tens away. My kind of like goal for my or my like rule for myself is if it's under like four miles, I'm gonna walk. Um nice. four miles, you know, will take like an hour to walk there, a little over an hour. Um, and most times when you're traveling, when you're on vacation, you're not in a rush. Like, why do you need to take the Uber? there in 5-10 minutes or get the cab for 10 minutes or you could just walk for an hour again you got nowhere to be you, know, you have no plans and so um, just walk more um, and if you do nothing else like especially if you're just like traveling for a week or two on vacation or whatever um, where it's not extended um, that is plenty to keep you in check for those two weeks till right. you can get back into the normal gym routine and stuff like that um then the trickiest part is definitely uh eating just like back in the states the trickiest part is always eating why like. yeah I always focus on nutrition so much because you know you can eat 500 calories in a minute but it takes <laughs> an hour to burn 500 calories working out and so um you've really got to pay close attention to what you eat um and so for a lot of my travels and depends on where i'm staying if how much i eat out or cook um so like right now i'm actually staying in a hotel um so i don't have any kitchen or anything so i've been eating out uh every day other than they do offer breakfast here which is nice um so for breakfast just have like eggs and an arepa um arepas are good oh dude i'm obsessed they're (laughs) They're really good (laughs) yeah um so that's like my breakfast and then like thankfully like down here like it's pretty easy to find like you know standard plate of like
0: meat or like meat veggie, rice. rice
1: yeah right. and they keep it simple and like but you have to make that decision to do that like yeah you can go find pizza or you can go eat uh whatever else that's going to be I'm sure you can find sweets value. somewhere
0: or like yeah yeah
1: yeah There's always ice cream places. There's always, you know.
0: They got the good sodas down there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the opportunity to eat poorly is there, just like it is anywhere. But it just comes down to priorities. And, like, if you want to make it our priority to continue to eat healthy. And by no means am I, like, eating as healthy as I used to when I was in the States or I will when I'm back in the States um because you can just get in that routine of right a couple of the same meals um you know what you like and you just have that uh routine down pat of your meals um and just like i want to try stuff you know um that's like local here or whatever um so again not eating as clear uh, as healthfully as i usually do but making sure you kind of have those like staples of like any other time, protein, some veggies, um, get enough water, get enough steps. Uh, again, like those things are gonna be the basics that right. keep you at least kind of flat from. Where and, and you're I, at.
0: I like that you're even saying that you're mindful of the fact that, yeah, you're not eating as best as you could right now or as great as you could in the states with having that kind of consistency of schedule and time and just knowing where everything is, etc., And that's okay. Right. Like, uh, a lot of people would attach to the fact that, you know, they're not being good or, you know, they're not eating as well as they know that they could, um, uh, and, and view themselves as a bad person or, you know, doing bad or being bad. Meanwhile, you, you, you could probably make an argument that because you're not stressing about it, it's probably not, doing as much damage or you're not you're probably not doing as much damage to your body as you would be if you were eating the same way and also stressing about it at the same time so the yeah, fact that you're aware of it and you're mindful of it is what's allowing you to experience everything fully uh one of one of my favorite expressions is don't fuck around about fucking around and, mm. and that's, and that's exactly what it is. It's like, you know, when you're going to fuck around, fuck around and, and do it intentionally. Or, you know, if you're going to travel South America for like, you know, five to seven months or a year, like do it and, and do it entirely. Like, you know, embed yourself in the culture. If, if a food doesn't align with your, you know, macros that day, it's not going to kill your gains or like, you know, divert you from your path.
1: Yeah. 100%. And honestly, like, in previous years, I would have been that person that was, like, me too stressing about needing to be perfect uh, with my with my diet. And and I agree 100% that, like, either if it's while you're traveling or, like, even in, like, the break room at work, like, if you're, like, thinking about stressing about eating that donut, like, just eat it. And, like, <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. Like, they'll do it every day, of course. But, like, eat it that one time. Like, you stressing about it, and then potentially eating it is making it a lot worse than just saying, like, yeah, I'm gonna eat that and then move on. Um, you know, have a little less for dinner if you want. Um the mindset and the mindfulness that you approach with your diet and your health is is so important. Like I said, I used to be on the opposite end of the spectrum. Um and it would have killed me to
0: I'd say and not- that and that that stress adds up.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, if you're constantly doing that on a daily, weekly basis, um, something that I tell all my clients is, is when it comes to stress, it's like everything is stress, essentially. You know, working out is stress, financial stress, work stress, um, overeating is stress, undereating is stress, and your body doesn't recognize one stress from the, from the other. It's just Good all point. stress. And so when you're constantly stressing yourself over these little things throughout the day, uh, whether it's eating a donut or, uh, whether it's worrying about an email or something that it's still the same stress to your body. And so mm-hmm. you're just stacking stress on top of each other. And that's when it becomes chronic and that's when and it it and an it's issue. irrational
0: too. It's not even like it's, a good stress like like you're saying before that goes back to what you're saying before where you wanted to choose the stress that you're going to be enduring every day and like like i was saying i think a lot of people have this false belief that they're supposed to be comfortable and that the ideal is comfort meanwhile i think a lot of people do understand what we're saying at least subconsciously and, and, you know, they do enjoy when they overcome challenge, they do enjoy a comeback story. They do enjoy watching someone dig themselves out of a hole and go through a tough, stressful situation. I always ask people, you know, would you ever watch a show or a movie where there's no challenge or obstacle yeah, the or yeah. there's, there's literally not a story movie show book made where there's no like you know, story arc or plot or someone digging themselves out of a hole or getting backed into a corner, and it's 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 amazing to me, even just realizing it myself, that we spend our entire lives watching this stuff, like you know, putting people up on a pedestal, fictional or not, and we because we know it's truth, right? Like we know that that's the truth, the hero's journey. That, that's why we spend time watching it and making sense of it ourselves in so many different contexts and then we're so afraid to do it ourselves it's yeah. it's amazing it's something i'm still trying to make sense of myself i'm like what the fuck? what is it like what is it we we it it's in all of us and 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 i think that's the it is it's the hero's journey that's the the path and the challenge that we're all facing whether we think it or not i think
1: yeah absolutely you know, there's a reason that, like, you know, that typical hero's journey works everywhere because it is just, like, deep down in our core, um, something that we all admire, we all strive to overcome our own challenges. And, like, even if it's on, like, the slightest uh, this frame compared to a big challenge, even if it's just something small, um, it's still that same kind of journey no matter what. And yeah, the idea that we love it everywhere else except for ourselves. Yeah.
0: Even in sports, like like even with the this like the Super Bowl yesterday, like 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 everyone's obsessed with it, right? Like they wanna they wanna see the, the 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 team that they're rooting for win. Meanwhile, they don't understand the risk that all of those guys had to take in order to get there and to you know risk in all yeah, facets the of their life. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The sacrifice, the time, the effort, the energy, yeah. like. It's not and we all say, anything. you know,
0: Oh, I would love to play, you know, like, you know, me growing up, I would love to play shortstop for the New York Yankees and replace Derek Jeter. It's like, I don't know if you told me all the work and sacrifice that Jeter had to put into making it to where he did. It's like, I don't know. I don't know if I would have, if you told me all of that, I don't know if I would have made the choice to continue to pursue my dream to replace Derek Jeter it's like uh yeah that's that's that that's that's the real cost of uh the reward that we're all viewing through that fourth wall that we just have to start breaking down that fourth wall a little bit and step into our own hero's journey and step into our own story like 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 you are like like you're creating literally your story as as you're living it you don't even i'm sure did you even know where you were going as you were traveling or you kind of like Figured that out as you were going.
1: Yeah, no, I uh, right. booked a one-way flight to Buenos Aires and my Airbnb, and beyond that, I've booked everything. a Couple days to a couple weeks. That's advance. awesome.
0: Um, yeah, you're and- you're literally authoring it as the day goes by. Um, I I think a lot of people will take a bunch from this conversation, and I, I I love that you joined me for this. I don't get to talk about risk a lot in general, at least in in this kind of way, and just shoot the shit over it um, and talk with someone who's going through it themselves on a daily basis. Uh, So if you're listening to this in in the future, what risks can you take? And uh, where are you not taking risks that you know that you can? Um, Nick, thank you very much uh, for spending this time with me in uh, another part of the world um i have a feeling that we'll end up doing this again i would love to check in with you sometime soon and maybe we'll record episode two
1: yeah absolutely i would love to, to hop back on this was a lot of fun and uh it was great great finally connecting with you um really enjoyed the pod so um, yeah man glad to be part of it
0: uh for for people looking to connect with you what's the best place for them to to reach you
1: yeah, my best place is uh, Twitter. So, at underscore Nick underscore Diller. Uh, definitely the easiest place to reach me. That's what most of us, we're all addicted to Twitter, so I don't do too much.
0: <laughs> cool, man. Um, do you have anything that you're working on or looking forward to that you want to let people know about? Or um, just to check you out on Twitter if they're looking to connect?
1: Yeah, no, nothing new really uh, in, the, uh, in the pipeline right now. Uh, but yeah, if you're looking to connect, happy to talk with anybody um about anything we talked about today or anything else in general love connecting with other people so uh feel free to reach out anytime
0: awesome man really appreciate it